And we are set to go, and hockey has arrived in the Sunshine State. With a shot, he scores! Martina Kucherov wins it in overtime! Saved by Vasilevsky, and he keeps it out of the net. Reaching behind him, he had it in his glove. Now for a feed in front of Kelly, he scores! And has won it in overtime! Steven Stamkos has reached 60 goals! Episode 99 of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. How's everybody doing? Happy Monday. Well, not so happy Monday, uh, really, just because of everything that unfortunately happened in yesterday's game. As we all know, the Lightning fell to Boston 3-2. Lightning were, for the most part, kind of sluggish. I mean, they did some things good, some good things early on that we'll get into just a little bit, and then they picked it up at the end. But just a reminder to like and subscribe this show. Uh, The show is available wherever podcasts are available, as you all are aware. And go ahead to our Twitter page at LO underscore lightning to stay up to date on everything. All the news that is going to drop from the show uh, going forward. Uh, Normally, if a game happens during the week... We'll be doing ga- we'll be doing post game reactions and episodes will likely be dropping that night, about maybe an hour or so after uh, the last whistle. So just you know, if you're willing to stay up and listen to that, uh, it's great. I've definitely heard from some individuals, some fans, listeners in the show saying that it's like one of the best things to kind of have as to kind of you know if the Lightning lose a game, what went wrong, and if they won, what more can they do? And it's one of those things where I really like capturing the, the raw post-game um, feels. So, And also, if you want to get in on the live tweeting action that I'll be doing probably during tomorrow's game, which you know is at 7 o'clock, game two, uh, go over to my Twitter account. That's APDanker, D-E-N-K-E-R. Uh, I, I try... I really tried. I really tried this this off se- this uh, postseason to really to really uh, you know go on the like the social media blackout during games, but it, it's been so hard considering all the stuff with uh, the, the the officiating and just you know some of the things that the Lightning weren't doing correctly or you know consistently. But you know what? Um, it's one of those things where either I do it then or. You know, I don't do it at all. I don't go. I don't go crazy as much as I really should. So we're gonna recap yesterday's game, of course, um, and then we'll talk a little bit about preview tomorrow's game. So we're gonna go by period, like we, like we always normally do. Um, so first period, uh, you know, it looked like the Lightning were getting off to a really good start compared to how they were. Uh, getting in terms of on the penalty side of things in other games throughout this whole playoffs. Lightning's draw a penalty, 30 seconds in, Char cross-checking on Coleman. Uh, pretty straightforward uh, call here from the refs. I, You know, Chara, we all know, I mean, if Chara's one of those guys, if he's on your team, you love him. And if he's on the other team, you absolutely hate him. And Chara's at that point of his career. I mean, you saw it a couple of times during this game where he could barely move anymore. And he just results to trying bullying guys, and you know, no one, nobody's backing down from him. And I don't expect that anybody on this team, especially a guy like Pat Maroon or even a guy like Blake Coleman. So um, I think eventually that could work 
in the Lightning's favor um, to try maybe go at him straight on. I mean, he's just because he's six nine. I mean, he's he's pretty much at the end of the rope of his career now. I mean, he'll probably retire after this year. So, uh, Lightning Demon were highly active early on in the offensive zone. Definitely want to see more of that. We definitely saw that later on in the game, most notably. With the two headman goals, uh, Victor Hedman, just want to say off the bat, and I will probably say it in, uh, at the end of this show, just Victor Hedman just has taken his his playoff, you know, his performance has just gone to another level, and it's absolutely incredible to see. I mean, he's just when you thought he was on his last gear and all that stuff, he he takes it just to another level, and it's, it's I'm... It's, it was very much impressive, very, very much impressive impressive to see him do that, just put the team. I've never really seen that much. I mean, you've seen it with, you know, most notably Ovi and certain players here and there in the playoffs, but, you know, Hedman doing that. I mean, I'm not going to say it was a playoff performance for the, the ages. It was not, but it's just the way at a certain point where you could just see the frustration bubbling up, and he finally just had enough, and he just, you know, there were certain times where he just took the puck at the blue line, went down the ice and, you know, said, I'm going to put the team on my back. And that's what he did by scoring those two late goals. But um, the power play, the first power play that the Lightning um, took, uh, my issue with this, most notably, which kind of it tied in with some later stuff, uh, most with the posture not goal that ended up happening. But uh, Bruins didn't um, – I believe they didn't score on this power play. I could be wrong, but uh, early on, Chernak uh, just letting Pasternak do whatever he wants to hang out in the circle. He had the puck, and that's the last guy. I mean, I think if you think about the top three guys that you don't want to have the puck, especially in the circle in a power play, probably Ovi, Stammer, and Pasternak. And just, I mean, the guy was, I think Chernak needs to be more assertive in that situation. I think he just needs to go at that guy. I mean, Pasternak is had this was tied for the most goals in the league this year. I think you need to give him a little bit more respect for than that. Uh, a little later on, incredible stop by Vasilevsky on Kasha. Uh, after Kasha gets behind the defense, uh, just a breakdown of communication there on the defensive side of things. Um, Vazzy's there to, to bail him out. Uh, first goal of the game, Carlo taking a shot from the point, and Charlie Coyle's there in front. Unbelievable redirect pass. Vazzy, uh, I mean, I've, if you've seen it by now, I'm recording this at around 8.30 uh, Monday night while the Islander Flyer game is currently playing in the background. They're about the 7.50 mark in the second period. Islanders up one nothing. Um, just an incredible goal by Charlie Coyle. I mean, Vazile- if Vasilevsky makes a save on this, I think maybe goal of the year. I mean, a uh, save of the year. But I've I've never seen a redirect like that, so it was it was an impressive redirect redirect by Coyle, and um, I wasn't able to get a show out before Sunday's game and yesterday's game. So if I was gonna get one out, um, I know it kind of means less right now, but I'm just gonna say for this series, the guy to watch on Boston is not gonna be David Pasternak. It's gonna be Charlie Coyle. Charlie Coyle has been having a pretty incredible. Uh, playoffs thus far so 
if the Lightning are going to be weary of any guy other than the one that wears 88 on the Bruins, it's definitely going to be Charlie Coyle. So Lightning fans, keep an eye on him. Um, he's definitely going to be one of those uh, guys other than Martian that's going to be a real pain in the butt going forward. Um, at the end of the period, Bolts were doing all the usual things you want to see from a hockey team. Uh, I mean, they were they were doing this throughout the whole period, but especially after that that goal, they kind of, I guess you could say, snapped out of it, and that was when they really started to do a lot of positive things. They really were doing the, I guess, the stereotypical things that you look from a hockey team um, throughout a game, you know, getting the pucks on that traffic in front, pucks in deep, working the corners, just getting the puck in as deep as possible into the attacking zone and able to get everybody um, in close to the goalie and create chances. So, um, and they started to do a lot more of that as well going, you know, throughout the game. And yeah, so it was, you know, right down the lightning at this point in the game or down one, nothing. And it wasn't going to be, it wasn't going to be easy at all uh, going forward. I mean, the lightning, uh, the, uh, the Boston, Boston Bruins, obviously one of the best teams in the league, president trophy winners, uh, one of the best teams on the power play throughout the entire season. So the Lightning being one down, especially to this team, um, was going to be no easy task, uh, you know, to get, you know, get by. And, you know, it's not also easy. And we're going to talk about our, one of our sponsors right now in today's show. Talking about erectile dysfunction isn't easy. Usually we just brush, brush it off or blame ourselves saying things like I lost my mojo or we avoid it altogether with excuses like I had a long day at work or sorry, honey, I'm just not feeling it. Uh, but with Roman, it is easy to talk talk about it. With a real healthcare professional who can prescribe real medication, it is simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you can get free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort of privacy in your, of your home. A healthcare prof- professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan for the medication that is appropriate. And once you find the medication that you that you like, you can, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. Now, that's pretty incredible. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com slash XXX and complete an online visit. Arrest health dysfunction used to be tough to tackle, but now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today and connect with a healthcare professional and take care of it. Go to Roman.com slash locked on NHL today. If you get approved, you get $15 off your first order of ED treatment. That's GetRoman.com slash locked on NHL. GetRoman.com slash locked on NHL. And we're also going to talk about another one of our sponsors on today's show, and that's DoorDash. Between the never-ending laundry cycles and incoming emails, you've got plenty on your to-do list. Give yourself one less thing to worry about and let DoorDash take take care of the rest if you want chinese they got they want pizza and someone else is craving froyo there's something for everyone on doordash continue supporting restaurants in your community safely there are thousands of restaurants open for delivery on doordash that you need your patronage now more than ever support your favorite restaurants on doordash you've counted on restaurants now they're counting on you and while your dining dining rooms may be closed they're still open for delivery with doordash doordash is the app that brings your food the food you're craving right now, right to your door. Ordering is easy. Open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with a new con- contactless delivery drop-off setting. 
With over 300,000 partners in the U.S., Puerto Rico, Canada, and Australia, you can support your local go-tos or choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, and the Cheesecake Factory. Many of your local restaurants are still open for delivery. Just open the DoorDash app, select your favorite local restaurant, and your food will be left your food will be left right at your door. The other day I used this and I totally lost track of time. I was doing just a bunch of stuff and got a ring at the doorbell, went outside. My food was right there outside my door. Um, it was absolutely, it was, it was a great thing. So, you know, DoorDash deliveries are now contact tackless to keep the community safe. We operate in, uh, it was something I was definitely not, uh, expecting. So, you know, go ahead, do that, take full advantage of that. Right now, our listeners could get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCKEDONNHL. That's $5 off your and zero your order and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code LOCKEDONNHL. Don't forget, that's code LOCKEDONNHL for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. All right, so let's take a look at the second period. Uh, Lightning are coming out of here. Now, I was interested to see how they would respond. They played pretty well at the end of that first period. Now, the, one of the things that's kind of been um, a consistent thing throughout these playoffs with the Lightning is they will end periods with, you know, on a high note, which, you know, regardless of the score is a very much good thing. But the issue I have is that they seem, once they go into the intermission, they kind of just... You know, you'll see most teams, if they go in on a high note with a little bit of momentum, they'll carry that over. But it, it, the thing that's been really troubling to me and has kind of bitten the lightning in the butt, especially in this the past Blue Jacket series, was that they, they would start. It, it was like they were starting the game over for the first time, going from absolute zero. And then maybe it would take them a couple of minutes to go, go back to where they, you know, they were at the end of the, the previous period but the, the problem with that is that the other team is ready to go so you know you're kind of that that could result in a goal which we'll see you know right away from Boston um, but to start off the period just the ticky tack penalty being called again um, headman tripping four minutes into the second um, I believe this was the penalty and it was super frustrating where the the closest referee uh, did not call this. He he didn't no call. This was called by the trailing referee on the play, which is it was just mystifying to me as to you know I understand like he might have a better angle, but the other ref is right on top of the play, so it's just I mean it's just the and it, it was a call that could have gone either way. Um, I've definitely seen that called, uh, not called. Um, for other teams and definitely called in the favor for other teams. Just, you know, it's, it's something that I don't know if it's just bad luck at this point with the lightning, um, with, with, in terms of just being on penalties, uh, you know, there's, I was talking to someone over the past weekend before the game and it was just one of those things where, you know, it's really too late at this stage in the game to really try and fix this. You know, the, the lightning are, they're setting their ways right now, and it's, you know, unfortunately you have to take the good with the bad. Um, but the Lightning did draw three penalties in this game. They didn't score any goals. So, you know what, I'll take three power plays over not having any, which they, I believe they had in game five against Columbus, which is still, 
in, an incredible thing within itself to not draw any penalties. And they did it. They've done it numerous times throughout this playoffs. So later on, um, Pasternak scores a one-timer from the circle after the Lightning failed to clear the puck. I mean, we've seen this before with the Lightning, especially on power plays. And it wasn't as much as the the Bruins were doing a good job keeping the puck in the zone. It was more so the Lightning were just being careless with the puck. Um or just turning it over in their own zone, and it's just they got to take care of that. Um, if you're gonna draw as many penalties as you are, then you need to compensate for that by for giving up those for giving those advantages and those opportunities to the opposing team by being better on in other aspects of the game. So that's definitely something I want to see the Lightning do better of. Which they it was a different Lightning team each game in the Columbus Blue Jackets series, in which we saw this kind of. Perf- kind of thing happen um it was just very strange quince it was kind of just happening where they would go three or four power plays without you know being they would pretty much for the most part be almost perfect and then they would do something like this and it this kind of goes back to the whole Chernak thing early on in the game and it was the same thing uh Pasternak being left alone in the circle you know I'm not really trying to rip on Chernak right now with that, I don't believe he was on the ice when this when the score when the goal was scored. But at the same time, I mean, the the Lightning need to be more mindful, especially in this series of a guy like David Pasternak. Um, I believe he had 48, 49 goals, and it's just you know he he's a very ta- he's one of the most talented players in the league. Uh, you can't leave him alone. You can't give him that opportunity. So at this point, Lightning are down two nothing in Boston. Uh, with fifteen, with fourteen ten left in the period, Bergeron's call for holding. So Lightning look to get their second power play. So you know there's still a ton of time left in the game. At this point in time, I'm not, I'm not freaking out at all. I'm not, you know, I'm not nervous. You know, the Lightning have come down. They've come back from, from deficits like this before. Um, Lightning are f- failed to score on this power play. Unfortunately, they're now zero for two on the power play, but had some good shots on that. Some good opportunities. Uh, where they they created second and third chances, but unfortunately nothing got home. Um, but after this pound, after this power play, uh, they really started. You know the energy was turned up a notch. Uh, they really they really you know were starting to create more chances for themselves. Um, a little bit of un- unlucky, I guess. You know, I mean it was a very blatant call. Uh, Lightning got a goal waved off almost immediately shortly after this because of a high sticking. I'm not going to argue with this. I mean, if you go back to the replay, it was straightforward play. Uh, Tyler Johnson reaches up, uh, tries to whack a, a puck up in the air um, towards the net, and then Clorn banked at home. Uh, it was clearly a high sticking. So um, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go crazy about this. I mean, it was just unfortunate. I just <laughs> it would have been a pretty lucky bounce if you know if it did hit a Bruins player first right after Johnson uh, whacked it in midair then and Kalorn put it home then it would have counted as a goal so just keep that in mind uh after this <laughs> uh, it's it, you know it seems like the, every time the lightning take maybe one step forward they take two steps back uh lightning did not do a, a great job in this in this game on the back check and allowed a lot of quality chances on the rush uh Vasilevsky really needed to bail them out more times than you know I was careful to see um they Basileski and I and I kind of spoke about that. Um, I believe after the Blue Jackets uh, series on the recap, where Vasileski, uh, even though you really don't want to see that during the playoffs, that's just the nature of the beast in the Stanley Cup playoffs, where you're gonna see 
um, you're going to see it's just going to be a happenstance where the, the goaltender is going to have to bail out the team from time to time. And like uh, Vasilevsky definitely did that. Um, shortly later, the Lightning um, draw their third penalty in the game. Tampa couldn't get anything going. Uh, Boston was pretty much locked in on the PK at this point. Uh, they did a great job. You know, there's I'm, there's certain times where I'm going to, you know, rip on the Lightning. Of course, if you're a frequent listener, you already know. But I'm also going to give credit where credit is due to Boston and most notably Yarsov Halak, which I'll get into later. But Boston did a very good job of making, you know, making it difficult um, of and not allowing the Lightning to get the puck in the zone on this one. Uh, they pretty much shut down. They bottled up the Lightning on the, the power play. Uh, later on, with three three minutes, a little over three minutes left, Kalorn takes a bad interference call. Puck is absolutely nowhere close to, to the play. Uh, we've stated on numerous episodes before this, it feels like almost all season long. The Lightning, and I, and I stated about this when I, I talked about this when it looked like if, you know, the Lightning were going to play, it looked like the Lightning were going to play Boston. The Lightning cannot afford to take bad penalties, especially against, you know, when they're two two goals down, especially when they're two goals down to a team like Boston. I mean, Boston is no team to take lightly. Um, I don't believe the Lightning did, but it's just, it's another case, and we've seen this throughout last night's game. It's just a bad case. It's just a case of just, you know, they need to be better disciplined. Um, I don't know what maybe Kalorin just lost sight of the puck and he didn't realize it was that far away, but it is what it is. Um, Lightning do kill that PK, so that's a good good thing there. A um, little later on on the PK, scary moment. Eric Chernak takes a shot off his head. Uh, the initial shot was a deflection off Yanni Gord, who took most of the brunt of the shot, so that was good, and it deflected up into Chernak. He went off the ice onto the bench. Uh, he ended up playing the rest of the game, so you know, good sign there. But you never want to lose any of your players during the playoffs, especially um, when the Lightning are kind of, I guess, spread thin on the defensive side of things. So, Lightning at this point are going into the third period down to nothing, um, and you know they need to really start to pick things up. Um, in this one because, you know, the clock's ticking. They only have about 20 minutes left uh, to, to turn things around. So, yeah. Uh, and just before, speaking of turning things around, actually, uh, just before getting into the third period, let's talk about one of our favorite sponsors here. I mean, we all love our sponsors, but uh, these guys came back uh, with a vengeance in the delicious department, and that is Built Bar. Built Bar, uh, they have 12 original fa- flavors that we spoke about uh, many moons ago on this show. You know, one of them that's my favorite is the Toffee Almond. But um, they have six new flavors, Caramel Brownie, Cookies and Cream, Cherry Barcia, Lemon Almond, Cheesecake, Carrot Cake, uh, and Apple Almond Crisp. Those sound pretty pretty delicious can't wait these are nut and not nut flavors for for those of you that are you know have allergies um and you know we've if you've been a frequent listener to the show you know how great built bar is um built bar is great for the health conscious people but you know they still have that taste uh that we all love 
and we've said it how how great many times on this show that you know built bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar it's pro to me it's the best tasting protein bar ever so you know try out all their new flavors they have all these mix and match options where you could you know if you want just certain maybe three flavors at once or you want to have you know one of each um right now they are you know while supplies last so um go they have a free cooler wit purchase and this is while supplies last so go go ahead and get you know your free cooler if they still have it while you still have a chance so go to builtbar.com use promo code lockdown and get ten dollars off your next order and you know you'll be buying the best protein bar on the market so once again builtbar.com promo code locked on ten dollars off first order go ahead so the lightning go into the third period down two goals um and unfortunately they get off to a bad start they turn over the puck and on the other end, Marshan is all alone in front and sets up Pashanak. And Pashanak sets him up for a one-timer right in front. Um, Lightning need to do a better job uh, not letting guys just set up shop in front of Vasilevsky. Vazzy is a great goalie, but at the, you know still you got to give him some help. So Boston are up 3-0. Uh, but that's when things start to turn around. A little later on, about maybe 11 minutes left, Lightning finally wake up. Uh, well, not really much the Lightning, but Victor Hedman kind of says, you know, screw this. Put the team on my back. Uh, Victor Hedman scores with 11 minutes left, picked up the loose puck at the point, and just looks like he was trying to put it on net. Got lucky with Halak being screened by his own players. So the Lightning see a little bit of luck on their side at this point in the game. Uh, so they're, now they're, the score is 3-1. Lightning needed really needed a, a quick one after this, uh, after that goal, but um, they just I don't know what it was. They once they pulled Vasilevsky with about maybe two and a half minutes left, um, it wasn't really comforting to see the Tampa turn over the puck like numerous times right after an ensuing playoff, uh, ensuing faceoff. So that was just frustrating to see. It's just you know when the Lightning especially try to get a groove. Like I said, st- like I stated earlier, it seems like every time the Lightning take one step forward, they take two steps back, and they really need to be more disciplined and fine with their playing. Especially um, you know there's little room for error against a team like Boston, so they need to you know they really need to turn it around in game two. Uh, and then a little later on, Hedman scores on a wrister through traffic. Uh, like I stated at the top of the show when I was discussing a little bit of the you know overall summary of this game, uh, Victor really turned it on in the, thir- in the third period. Um, gets his second goal of the game. Now the Lightning are down only by a goal. But unfortunately, uh, Lightning can't tie it up before the game ends. It was just a little too late um, for them to really complete the comeback. They're really starting to turn it on. But it is a positive thing, though. Look for them to really carried that momentum at the end of the game, even though they did lose, um, you know, into the next game. That'll be interesting to see if they could really do that. Um, That's a really hard thing to do. But anyway, uh, just my final thoughts before we wrap up this super long pot, uh, the super long episode today, which actually, no, actually we're doing good. It's only rolling up to the 26, 26 minute mark about this right now. Um, You know, Tampa's, Puck management was less than mediocre in this game. They need to do a lot better job uh, handling the puck. Like I said, there's little room for error against a team like Boston, and just to give them extra chances um, is definitely a detrimental thing, um, especially if they want to, you know, win this series and extend this series. Right now, Boston's up one nothing, so yet you, you know Boston has the advantage. Of course, uh, they allowed Boston to work the puck in deep, allowing more opportunities in the low slot. Uh, part of that, you know, it's 
they can't allow guys like Marchant, Marchand and Pashok to set up wherever they choose. So Tampa needs to do a better job of that. Uh, one of the things that's really stuck out to me, it started a little bit halfway through the series uh, against Columbus. Usually, I've only been really seeing this from Kucherov, but it's kind of extended to other players on this team. Um, when Tampa misses the net, they miss badly. I'm talking about maybe a foot wide of the net or maybe high, and it's just that's not a competitive shot. Um, even if you get a good uh, lucky carom off the boards, you can't bank on that every single time. Um, give credit where credit is due. Yarsov Halak had an incredible game, incredible performance until the end where the Lightning really started to pick it up. Um, Lightning were just, you know, just they didn't have an answer for Halak. Halak was playing pretty well. Uh, the thing is, though, you know, obviously the more notable name on this Bruins team is Tuka Rask, but since he's opted out, you know, Halak is pretty much the main guy now. And I, you know, the one comforting thing that Lightning fans can look at is that don't expect him to keep this up all series. Uh, Halak's a very good goaltender, but he's not one of the best in the league. So, you know, the Lightning should be able to get to him a lot more often going forward. Hopefully game two, that's when they really start to turn things around. Um, hopefully we could see maybe a, a complete 180 out of this team in game two. Because if they continue to play the way they did in game one, um, the series could very, very well end in five. Um, or even four, so the Lightning need to be careful going forward. Uh, Hedman, of course, turned it on at the end. He had two goals on six shots, really put the team on his back. Not really the guy you want to see um, consistently doing that. I want to see Kucherov really start to pick it up, um, really start to score some more goals out there, uh, as well as the Sorelli line. Um, you know, obviously the the one notable line throughout this whole playoff run thus far has been that um, Gord, Coleman, and Goodrow line. But you can't expect them to come up clutch every single game, every single shift. So, you know, this is a, a full team effort out there. Um, so I really am looking for a lot of the leaders on this team to step up in game two and really get to Halak early on and give them, you know, have some competitive shots on that. Uh, one last thing is... Uh, you know, Tampa, really good to see them kind of fight at the end. I really want to see that effort and that momentum throughout the entire game. Uh, you really don't, you, you kind of, you know, I really don't like to see Tampa dig a hole for themselves. And then when it's kind of in the third period or, you know, halfway through the third period, that's when they kind of turn it on. Um, you're, you're just, that's not a good recipe for a long, uh, sustaining success. So, you know, look for them. You know, it seems like in the, especially in the Columbus series, when they score one early, when they get themselves going early, uh, they're able to really, they're really able to be successful throughout the entire game. Uh, but they also need to be able to c carry the momentum that they have, uh, you know, from period to period. Not how they did in Game Five of that Columbus series, where it was just, you know, it was brutal. Game Two was just. Uh, just the, the, the second period, you know, just having, I mean, we're not going to get into that. They won that game. That's all that matters. It wasn't pretty, but they certainly can't be doing that against Boston. If they do that, if the lightning come out and have a play game, if they play game two of this series, the exact same way they played game five of the last series, lightning are losing probably five to two. Um, just, you know, and they need to do a better job locking down guys on the perfect line. That first line, obviously, Bergeron, Pasternak, and Marchand. 
So, uh, and definitely, you know, the one guy to keep out for, keep an eye out for, um, who is definitely going to be a pain in the butt. Like I said, top of the show, Charlie Coyle. Uh, yeah, so that's my recap for game one. Uh, game two, look for the Lightning to bring it early. Uh, you know, I don't want them leaving Vasilevsky out there to drive with guys getting parked up in front of the net. Uh, Lightning did a good job of uh, creating traffic up front, so hopefully they continue that in game two. Um, and just one last thing to end the show, unrelated to tomorrow's game, which is at 7 p.m., so you know, hopefully all of you are going to be able to watch that. Um, just I don't know if you saw, but today they announced the cover athlete for NHL 21. It was Ovi. I was shocked. To say the least, um, it was, you know, they're really, the NHL is really, and I know this maybe wasn't really fully their decision, it was EA, but if you're really trying to promote not only the game, but the sport, you got to you gotta go with the up-and-coming players like Nathan McKinnon. I mean, these guys are very much established, but at the same time, um, you know, these are the guys who are going to be the face of the league for the next 15 years, not Ovechkin and Crosby, no disrespect to those guys, but... Um, Ovi and Crosby, those guys, especially Ovi, who's been on the cover already. I don't understand. You know, that's if they're trying to do something with that tied in with them when they Stanley Cup, you're kind of a couple of years late on that one. Um, so I think that really, you know, if you're gonna if you were gonna put anybody on the on the cover, uh, Drysidle, McKinnon, Pasternak, even Kucherov, reigning MVP, uh, any one of those guys would have been good good choices uh, I wouldn't have been mad about Pasternak I know I have this kind of um, you know obviously I would have loved to have seen Kucherov I mean Pasternak is one of the best players in the league there's no doubt about it so I, I just I know bad decision by the league hopefully they make up for it for with some of their game modes that they come out um, the games have have been like kind of pretty much stale since uh, I believe Brodor was on the cover I believe that was 14 but anyway I mean I'm, I'm curious to see what all you guys think guys and gals um, so go ahead, tweet us at the, the LO underscore lightning Twitter page. Let us know what you think about the cover athlete who maybe you thought should have been on the cover. And of course, after you're done with this, go on the Lockdown NHL. They'll be discussing everything going on, uh, going on in the playoffs. And as well as, you know, talking about, you know, I'm sure they'll be talking about the cover athlete situation as well. So that's been it for today's episode of Lockdown Lightning, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. I'll talk to you later.